Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Welcome to AutoLine Daily. Well, we've made it through another week. So now let's take a run around the world and look at the latest in the industry that never sleeps. First, we start in China, where it looks like a whole lot of money went missing at the first auto works car company. The Chinese media is reporting that somehow or other, 10 billion renminbi went missing. That converts to $1.6 billion. And let me tell you, them's a lot of potatoes. The top 100 executives in the company have been hauled in for questioning by the Communist Party as part of an investigation that dates back to last year. While First Auto Works has a number of foreign alliances, it's probably best known as one of Volkswagen's major partners in China. And sticking with China for the moment, analysts there are growing concerned about overcapacity. Even though the market is expected to grow by an average of 8% a year through 2020, that's a slower rate than during the last eight years. And China has more than 170 car companies, which all want to boost production. One analyst predicts overcapacity could hit 10 million units within the next three years. And by the end of 2015, the 10 largest automakers in China, both foreign and domestic, will have the capacity to build 35 million vehicles a year. Okay, now we move over to Russia, where the automaker Gaz just hit an important milestone in its turnaround. It just launched a new light commercial vehicle called the Gazelle Next. It'll be sold in various versions, including cargo and passenger vans and buses. It comes standard with the Cummins diesel, but will also offer gasoline, CNG, and LPG versions. It starts at about $22,000. This is the first new commercial vehicle from Gaz in nearly a quarter of a century. Remember, GM's former purchasing VP, Bo Anderson, is now running Gaz, and productivity has jumped fourfold since he took over. Sure looks like he's doing a bang-up job with the company. Next, we go make a stop in Western Europe, specifically in France, where Citroën took the wraps off a new concept ahead of the Shanghai Motor Show. They call it the DS Wild Ruby. Not many details were shared, but the company says it's a full hybrid with plug-in technology, and hence, this is the future look of the DS SUV. We'll have to wait for more info once it's officially unveiled. And finally, we end up in your garage. Earlier in the week, we reported on GM having to reflash the oil monitor in a number of its vehicles because it was letting the oil change interval go too long and the engines were wearing out prematurely. That got us here, talking about how often we change the oil in our cars, and that generated quite a bit of debate. So now we want to ask you, how often do you change the oil in your car or have it changed? Is it every 3,000 miles or less, 5,000 or less, 8,000 or less, 12,000 or less? Or is it greater than 12,000? Send your friends a link so they can participate 
and we will go over the results on Monday. Coming up next, he took over a basket case operation from General Motors and turns it into a shining example of modern manufacturing. Coming up next, a word with Dick Dowk, the chairman of American Axel. Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com. Dick Dowk bought what used to be known as Chevrolet Gear and Axle from General Motors back in the mid 1990s. What he bought was a rundown, money losing, poorly managed axle facility and he transformed it into a beautiful manufacturing complex. He's also my guest on AutoLine this week, and here's a clip from that show. The union in Detroit would not give you what you needed, but in Three Rivers, Michigan, just a few hours drive away, they will welcome you with open arms. And explain a little bit of what's going on there, because this region still struggles with this labor management issue that none of the transplants seem to have. Well, fortunately, in my near 30 years of automobile business, General Motors, Volkswagen, Chrysler, I had built a stellar relationship with all constituencies, including the UAW. And that was one of the reasons why we were picked by Jack Smith and General Motors to be the winner in the asset purchase sale to create American Axle. The UAW had such power, they could have vetoed that. They fully supported it, that being Owen Beaver and Stephen Jokish at that time. We had the first 10 years a very good relationship, but there's a couple reasons for that. Number one is they kept having an automobile GM UAW type contract. We could not afford that as an auto tier one supplier. There had been a verbal agreement that within 10 years that we would rearrange that so we would get into an auto tier one economic basis. That unfortunately didn't occur and wouldn't occur at Buffalo, Tonawanda, or Detroit, whereas Three Rivers saw it with a, a very open mind, a very progressive mind, and thus Buffalo and Tonawanda had to be idled, closed, and sold. Detroit had to be idled and closed, and we'll see what we do with the facilities in the future with it. In the meantime, Three Rivers was very open and pragmatic, and now we have a very competitive, fluid, flexible arrangement and we're growing by leaps and bounds. All the work that when we closed Detroit on February of 2012, all that work stayed within the UAW, in Michigan, within American Axle, and went to Three Rivers. I'll never for ever reason understand why they had a dichotomy of policy. One, because it was Detroit, they wanted a premium wage and premium benefit, which I knew the customer in the market could not afford. Therefore, we as a company could not afford it. Of course, you can watch that entire episode right now on our website at autoline.tv or check out the left-hand column of our homepage for a link to a list of over 50 television markets that carry Autoline this week on public television stations all across the United States and Canada. But that wraps up this week's reports. Thanks for watching, and please join us again here on Monday.
Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.